I picked Schubert because, well, for two reasons. One reason he fits in very well with what I'm doing right now, which is beginning to learn music properly, mm -hmm. um, or rather with dedication and with help. Mm -hmm. And because you were telling me about, you have a history with Schubert that I'm very interested in. Tell me now. I will. When I was in high school, I lived on heavy metal. It was mm -hmm. my daily diet. And there came a point when I was just out of high school where I was starting to get hungry for something other than what would hammer my brain. I thought it would be elevator music. I didn't know. But I went, I was going to Fullerton College here, and I went to the Anaheim Library, and I was checking out records of classical music and trying to get familiar with it without any guidance at all. And I found that I liked certain composers more than others. Shostakovich was really hard. But Mozart and Haydn were easy to like, and Vivaldi was easy to like, and Handel and Sumbach was easy to like. And when I got to Schubert, people told me that Schubert was a great composer. I uh, didn't, didn't mm -hmm. really get into it that much. But there was one piece in particular, the Sonata in B-flat major, that I listened to enough times to hear it and grew to like it and I have listened to it probably a hundred times over the years. And it is a great sonata. I never get tired of it. It, it got under my skin. The short movement in particular did. And as time went on, I started to pursue all of his piano music. I bought the Walter Klein collection, K-L-I-E-N, and listened to that over and over and found that all of his piano music was worth listening to, but people said it's his chamber music, his chamber music is the stuff you should know. And the chamber music was hard to get into, but I kept listening, and one chamber piece in particular, it was actually as the piano trios. A student here told me, you've got to listen to these piano trios, and it was okay. the Bow Arts Trio, B-E-A-U-X oh, yeah. Arts Trio. Yeah. And so that was a two CD collection, and I listened to it for several months, and I started to like it, and there was one in particular, the D9. You listened to it for several months before you started to like it. Oh, yes, I, I, that's how it is. With, with Schubert is not the most accessible composer. Accessible means a person who doesn't get into classical music when they first listen to it likes it. And so Vivaldi is as accessible a classical composer, Baroque composer, as you could find. Because everybody likes Vivaldi when they first hear Vivaldi. When you can hum the tune after hearing it once, that's accessible. With Schubert, it was typically not the case. So yes, I listened to that CD collection, those two CDs, for three or four months probably before I called... Daniel Dunphy and said, wow, these are really, really good. I'm starting to like them. And he said, aren't they, aren't they? And there was one in particular, the D929. His listings usually start with capital D and then a number after it. That's the way you can be sure that you're getting the right one. And the D929, which has a famous movement that Kubrick used in Barry Lyndon, mm -hmm. uh, that movement is, it grabs people, that bump, 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 ba da dum bump, bump. Ba da dum, bum, ba da da dum, ba da da dum, ba da dum, bum, bum, ba 
that will hook people. And that movement is, is known. But that whole piece from beginning to end and the way the movements relate to each other and the way it introduces another melody, another theme, another motif, and then integrates them together into a climactic ending is one of the great experiences of music that if a person wants two recommendations for Schubert, that's where I start, is the piano okay. sonata in B-flat well, major. Well, a person does, and that person is me. Yeah, the piano sonata in B-flat major is a famous one that is as accessible as you're going to get. And then if you want to move to more than one instrument, move to chamber music. Chamber music means there's just a few instruments, a piano, a cello, a violin, for example. Uh, the D929, but please, if you want to go with Marshall's recommendation, do not listen to it once and judge it. Listen to it multiple times and so that you won't get locked on one great performance. The Beau Arts Trio is a great performance. If you're gonna get locked on any performance, go with that one. But also, I've got five versions of it that I listen to in circuit, and there is an old recording from I think the 1930s by the Bush Quartet, B-U-S-C-H Quartet, mm -hmm. that I found out about because reading on Wikipedia, somebody said they were considered by some critics to be the greatest string quartet ever. And when they do Schubert, they do it differently. It's an old recording, so it's not anything like good resolution, but that actually works to its advantage, like an old black and white photograph mm -hmm. where it's higher contrast, and you hear one instrument sort of squeezing through and another instrument sort of squeezing through, and it's just great, but I, it isn't the one that I would start with. But I don't know if I'm answering your question. I'm giving you my, mm -hmm. my history of that. I fell in love with Schubert mm -hmm. at some point, and it took a lot of patience, and even though I love more composers the than I can count, I did put together enough Schubert music to fill maybe a week or two because I just collected everything. Didn't you go to sleep to it at one point? Yeah, I, for in fact, starting in 2009, I made a Schubert playlist that if you were to listen to it straight through would take a week. But I didn't listen to it straight through. I'd listen to it for an hour or two or three or four a day when I was doing chores and that kind of thing, using it as background music. And I did that for several months. In fact, uh, one month I had a loan, and that was 90% of my listening. And because I was alone and I was working on a project, toward the end of that month, I started to go into an altered state of consciousness yeah. without the use of drugs, other than coffee. But <laughs> it was the music. It was being alone and not talking that much because I wasn't teaching during that time and listening to music and working on the project that it heightened my state of consciousness to where it was reminiscent of, it's not as intense as a, as a mind-altering drug trip, but it was the same thing, just with a lesser degree and in a natural and an earned way. And I stopped it about seven or eight months ago, or I'm speaking in September of 2016, but from 2009, with a little break in there, and then about 2011 to 2015, I went to sleep almost every night to uh, 40 minutes or an hour of Schubert, so I'd actually fall asleep to the music. And again, it would go from piano to chamber, so that I was very immersed in it. Good way to get to know a composer's work. That's going to be the music I want in my brain before I go into eight hours of sleep. Dreaming. So yeah. the way I see this is, you've walked down a path that I want to go on. And so you are going to be my guide. I'm appointing you. I'm giving you a robe, 
and the robe is like brown, plain robe, and the robe has a big hood, and your eyes are kind of like shadowy in the hood, and you you carry a gnarled old wooden staff, uh-huh. and you know strange magics which mortal minds have forgotten. You're gonna appear sometimes when I least expect it, and then sometimes when I call you on the cell phone, and you're gonna guide me down this path as I go on my own journey. This is a privileged position, Alex. I accept it. Okay. Okay, how can I help you? Where do I begin? I would start with any of the better pianists version of the Sonata in B-flat major, and Walter Klein has a collection that I had on vinyl, and it's now on CD. I can lend those to you. Okay. And let me warn you about Schubert, or warn people who are listening to this. Schubert is often criticized and was in his time for being too long. Schubert was aware of this criticism and his defense was that they are of heavenly length. Okay. And I agree. They are so heavenly. Well, that's a line. You do not want them to end if you are into them. Schubert has a definite sound, though, that is sad. There's a mm-hmm. melancholy in his work. Yeah. There is a beauty in it. He, d- he had a I'm rough life. It. He died really young. Gosh, he yeah. died at like 31 or something like that. I don't know that much about him, and I don't know much about the history of it, and I don't read music. I just know that these are, these are little trips that if you take the drug multiple times, the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th time, it starts to have its effect. But because the patterns of classical music are more complex Mm -hmm. than the patterns of pop music, Mm -hmm. they are less likely to have a quick appeal. Mm -hmm. But they are more likely through repeated exposure to make you start to say, I see it. And with the D929, Bow Arts Trio, uh, that final movement is just so glorious that there were times when I couldn't go to sleep when I was listening to it because I had to go all the way through the way these parts interwove with each other. I think that most people that will listen to it are not going to have that experience on their first time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. All right. Um, um, um. This is the end of the introduction to Schubert. Run away. <laughs>